Welcome to I Don't Get It, the most important podcast you listen to, the pop culture Get Off My Lawn cast. This features the open-minded musings of two late 40s curmudgeons, Titanic, and staring down the prospect of their entertainment relevance each. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry, of America's Caesar Enterprises, which is known from coast to coast, from shore to shore, as a combination Taco Bell slash ophthalmologist. Is, uh, is cheap Mexican food good for your eyesight? You know, a lot of people uh, don't know what the difference is between an optometrist, Noah, and an ophthalmologist. And an ophthalmologist. But I know that you right? do. Yeah. Why don't you illuminate us, no pun intended? Well, uh, the Greek word for eye is ophthalmos. And, uh, you know, the... the so one's great. It's like the difference between Mars and Aries. It's, it's, it's the same thing, just different... Uh, no, actually, the idea of like, the optometrist is the measure of the eye, and ophthalmology is the treatment of the eye itself. It's two different... I see. So two different branches. So if you have a... Pr- Problem with your eye, you see an ophthalmologist. If you just want to know how big your eye is, you see an optometrist. Or if you're looking for lenses in its vision, astigmatism, that's an optometrist, yeah. So basically at eye school, the ophthalmologists bully the optometrists. (laughs) At eye school. (laughs) Eye Academy. I'm trying to think that's like some some titty movie with like Robert Carradine from 1982. Eye school. What decade do you Okay, Russ Meyer. Eye school. Eye school. Oh man, no one parties like that's the eye like doctor. Some guy falls down in a lady shower and pulls out of the curtain. There's a topless lady. Oh, it's eye school yeah. brought yeah, to you classy, by uh, yeah, New it's World classy. Pictures. Ah. Oh, <laughs> by the way, ourselves. can you can you guess that I uh, I had an eye appointment today? I was getting fitted. Uh, you did? New you glasses. had an eye appointment? Yeah, yeah exactly. I was you trying to get new shoes and new glasses so you have just them. Just so but look, just so I have them. It's very just important. Just so you have them. Yeah. All right. So Bill, those of you who haven't seen photos of us, Bill is a glasses wearer. Yes, I am. Um on my on my so- on my face even, sure. <laughs> Uh, do you need uh, new lenses or are you good to go? Yeah, no, it's it's the thing is, it's like the, I went there on purpose. Well, it's been years since I've had an eye measure, but, but I realized that I was like squinting at a, I was squinting at distance now. And it was like, how could it, how could my script have possibly changed like so soon? I just feel like I was getting a blurry result in my right eye. So I was like, you know what? I probably ignored this too long. I probably didn't pay attention until this exact moment. So. I better go and like check this out just in case I, you know, I don't, I don't want to sit here and like look like I'm even through glasses, like I'm squinting to see what I'm looking at. So do you go to like a real eye doctor place or do you just go to like a lens crafters or? It is, it is in fact, yeah, lens crafters, which I, you know, I'm always. Literally, seriously, they have lens crafters? No, no, type, type place, you know, if you want to make a parenthetical. The Dutch, Dutch version of lens crafters. The Dutch, yeah, so it involves a mill and, you know, there's, there's like a windmill (laughs) and sawdust and mustard mustard seeds and Protestantism. Yeah, Yeah, it's all right there. It's all in the title. It's all in the name right there. Anyway, I, you know, so I. Uh, I've always been proud. Never worn glasses beyond sun. I've always been proud of my 2020 vision, but uh, it's definitely you know I don't see as crisply as a distance as I used to. Because you can't see so good. That's why. Yeah, and uh, I went to the observatory. And um, <laughs> sorry, folks. You don't have. Stay one. tuned for stay tuned for our next podcast, <laughs> the Jerky Cast, Everybody all knows. about the Jerky Boys. I'm, you're I'm you're to already listening that's, to it. Yeah, that's our new uh, horizon. <laughs> I can't believe no one's doing that. Maybe someone is. Uh, anyway, the point is, I've, I, you know, I'm like, oh, my eyesight's perfect, and then just like ever, like my memory too. I used to have this amazing memory, and just stuff degrades. Oh, so I saw an eye doctor terrible. probably ten years ago now, and he's like, well, uh, you're, you just, you don't need glasses. You're still gonna pass the eye test for your driver's license, but I don't think I'm 2020 anymore. I'm like 2019. 
I'm I'm Hugh Downs, but not Barbara Walters. How about that for a day? Oh, wow. That, you know what? You like that? You know what? I like that you put it in terms that I would understand. That you would understand. Yeah. I have an ex-girlfriend who worked uh, closely with Hugh Downs for many years. And her name was David Brinkley. <laughs> by the way guys I, i'm sorry to say I, google all these names if you don't know what we're yeah, talking about I, I will say this though a little more current thing about people i know who know people I, I i made hay on this a few days ago uh so i i i hosted a quiz show a virtual quiz show uh earlier this week about madonna it's just a brief quiz for a bunch of people all about madonna and i i i scored points on true story i don't know if you know this bill uh i had a girlfriend for several months 11 years ago and she told me before she dated me, she went on. She had gone on one date with uh, the father of Madonna's first child, and Danny Aiello. <laughs> no, wasn't he her dad? Yes, in, yes, he was in, in I, a video for Papa Don't. And Pete, I have right? a callback to that too. But yes, continue with your story. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so whatever his name was, it's Lordess's father. She said, "My my girlfriend at the time said he was very nice." And very cute, but very stupid. But it was kind of, I don't remember how they met, but it was kind of, she, he made some comment about, oh, going to see my daughter. And she was like, oh, I, I know who you're talking about, that kind of thing. So there's my connection. I uh, dated a woman who dated a guy who dated Madonna. I, I, what I was going to say is that a lot of people do not know this, and I did not know this until two years ago. Danny Aiello was so, as a Catholic Italian in the New York area, was so taken by the uh, tumult and the furor over um, Papa Don't Preach. And he again, he played her father in the video, that he released his own song, which was from the heart. Get out of here. Now listen to this. It's on YouTube. It's called Papa Just Wants the Best for You. And it's almost like a talk rap song, like the way William Shatner would do, where he's trying to like say in so many words without saying, don't get an abortion. He's trying to say, it's like, hey, you know what? Your father has good advice for you. You should listen to your father. And it's Danny Aiello was so taken with the moment that he like stepped parenthetically out of the role and decided to put out a, a single, which did not go anywhere. But take a look. It's honestly on YouTube. Papa, I'm not going to take it. Papa just wants the best for you. It's what it's called. Uh, my name is Noah Tarno. I'm the founder and the senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing. The trivia game show spectacular, uh, in person, virtual, no, it's true. about I, Madonna I, I, or otherwise. I verified you know? it. It's true. It's absolutely true. Yes, he's, yeah. yeah, it's absolutely true. Anyway, so welcome to our show. Uh, you know, we talk about, uh, we're getting old, man. Talk about stuff that's hot, that's happening, that's new. And um, our topic this week, it's been a while since we've done, I mean, we do just people, you know, as opposed to TV shows or memes. We do people, but usually it's like a comedian or a singer. It's not often we just do someone for their career entirely, right? Like someone, I mean, or I guess, but that is what a musician and a, and a comedian does. Well, it's so different. it's been a while since you're just on an actor, I guess, no. is my point, right? An actor has a different draft. I know that when we talked about like, yes. uh, what is it, Takeshi 6 9 or whatever that guy's name was. He's not an actor. No, no, but he's a musician. But the idea is that yes. we, we couldn't just stay on the work because there was so much of a sort of fame ball right. component well, to what we he We talked about a lot of musicians with Ice Spice and SZA and... Sure. You know, whoever yeah. the hell, and 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 Oliver Anthony, Oliver, Oliver Anthony, Oliver Anthony, the, the, Oliver, the, the don't orphan. eat your fudge rounds guy. Yeah. yeah, can I please have some more, sir, Oliver? It's probably what he's saying to the orange goblin. You know, yeah. Oh, sorry, you've been fined three hundred million dollars for being a terrible person. Here's my money. Here's my Mr. small Millionaire. small donation from a private citizen. Yeah, yeah. Let's stand up to uh, the 
the the stupid billionaires. Well, by si- since you mentioned that topic, Noah. Um, yes. Not, so we're talking about an actor today, yeah. folks. We're That's the thing. The idea of it's like almost like a monoculture, and it's not one particular project. That's the other thing. You talk about SZA, it was because on the occasion of a movie that came out. But this is a little divorce. movie? What movie was she? Oh, no, no. Well, not a movie. I'm sorry. It was an album. An album. Yeah. Just, it's easy to get them mixed up, man. I know. These newfangled this music thing so our topic this week of jacob alordi isn't necessarily jacob alordi no middle name apparently uh yes jacob no middle name alordi is what he's called Uh, nm so jacob alordi is a tall man he's so very tall entering how tall is he uh six five i believe yes six five six five six foot five inches entering the prime of his career on screen trivia trivia question tallest ever actor to win an oscar uh, oh, that would be uh, uh, Badaji Balejo as the alien. <laughs> it's not Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca? Uh, I don't know. No, it's... Uh, no. Who I read oh, this in no, an article Tim, about Tim Jacob Robbins. Tim Robbins, right? Tim Robbins, six foot four. Six Very four, good. yeah, there you go. Yeah, For so, uh, starring in Cadillac Man, that's correct. Yeah, that was the Oscar movie eventually, was Cadillac Man. I, I, yeah. I watched Cadillac Man in the last three months. It's not great, believe me. <laughs> Jesus, man. man. Why do you do these things to Ah, uh, you know, it, has to, it, it needs to be done. Someone's got to watch it. So yeah, Lordy, as you might know, he's in the prime of his career on screens, both large and in your pocket. You may know him specifically uh, as an Australian actor who moved from his hometown of Brisbane, as they Brisbane. call it, as they yeah, call Brisbane. it, as the proper pronunciation, Brisbane, Brisbane. Brisbane. Uh, to Los Angeles, California, Los Angeles, as they call it out there. Uh, or I believe the, the English, I love the English called Los Angeles. I love that particular pronunciation. Uh, he moved there in 2017 to pursue an acting career. And he gained prominence through his role as, in particular, Noah Flynn. Uh, the bad boy love Wrong. Interest. Wrong. Wrong. All right. What? Please. He, he, he got the part in the kissing booth. I believe he was still living in Australia. That was filmed in South Africa. And then he moved to L.A. He's the bad boy love interest of Joey King in the Kissing Booth film trilogy. Can you believe it was filmed in South Africa? What kind of fucking um, kind of subsidy do they get from the Johannesburg or Cape Town government? I don't know. Is God, Joey King know. South African? No, no. She's from some Pennsylvania or somewhere in the States. I have no idea. Ironic that he's the Australian one because she's named after a kangaroo. Uh, yeah, the King kangaroo. <laughs> That's true. She's from Los Angeles, Joey King. There you go. Uh, yes. Uh, so after that, his uh, he became the bad boy role as troubled high school football player Nate Jacobs, which is the most anonymous, like first pass name you can possibly name a high school football player, other than yeah. uh, I don't know Jake Johnson or some ridiculous name like that uh, on HBO's Euphoria, which me and Noah made famous when we talked about it on this yes. podcast. Yeah. Yes. We 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 plucked it out of the ether and rocketed it to household and uh, popularity. <laughs> Thusly, he's plugged away at a few sundry film roles until landing a couple of plum gigs in 2023. This really last year, I said this year. Last year was really his his, his year. The Jacob Alordi moment we're living in, folks. Yeah, we just it's his world. We're just living in it. Uh, yeah. You know, we have Elvis Presley in the biopic Priscilla. Uh, which was a Sofia Coppola joint uh, where he played the titular Elvis Presley, the titular uh, man born in Tupelo, Mississippi. No, no. Again, you're using the word titular wrong. The titular role in that movie was Priscilla. The movie was called Priscilla. Okay, great. Austin Butler played the titular role in Elvis hope you, a couple years. Hope you, feel bad. hope you feel better about yourself in this case. <laughs> and then, uh, I really don't, which is why I do that. It's true. I know. You just <laughs> sidestep out of the show for a second. Uh, and, you know, most recently, the thing he's known for, uh, as of most recent, is the wealthy uni student in a movie called Saltburn, uh, Emerald Fennell directing. 
It is up for some Oscars, or an Oscar consideration at least. It's elevated his fame and earned him a Baftonom, a British Academy of Fine Theater Arts, I guess is what BAFTA stands for. I never really thought about it. Yeah. Rising Star Award is what his uh, nom was in that one. And he hosted SNL. Me and Noah talked about this. He hosted Saturday Night Live in January 20 to mix notices. And he recently courted controversy. I did not know about this. This was actually um, something I hadn't heard of before. It was an assault accusation in Sydney, Australia, wherein it was said that he grabbed a radio DJ by the throat. Yeah. Uh, upon no, a radio, radio producer. producer. And it was only two weeks ago. All right. It was February 3rd. It was the day the music died. Yeah. <laughs> Right. That and that's why people know it because that's of this. Why. More that's than why anything. it's called the damn music. Time. Yeah, this is some internecine <laughs> conflict. And, and, and by the way, I will say this: the radio producer was from a show that is apparently the worst thing in Australian media. Like that's saying like quite a bit, Anthony considering that kind of Rupert Murdoch came out of Australia. Yeah, exactly. Kind of amazing. And uh, they they were harassing him at a restaurant because they wanted they asked him for a sample of his bath water. It's a joke. If you've seen Salt Saltburn, so you know, fuck this guy. Who <laughs> him. No, he's obviously. I, I, it's kind of hard to be sympathetic. He's a total douchebag. Yeah, he's a total douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, what what were you aware of beforehand? What did you learn, uh, Noah, from from this research into this dig for him? Well, it's funny. I, I saw Kissing Booth, you know, Volume One, uh, you know, with my niece, and <laughs> is that like kind of kill, kill Bill Volume One? <laughs> yes. Well, they. There was too much story to tell in, in one movie. By the way, he's uh, he, in interviews, he stated that he doesn't feel good about doing the Kissing Booth movies. He thinks they were stupid, but whatever, you know, and, hey, you work, you're actor, those are good jobs, right? Um, so I was aware of that. And obviously, we, I watched a few episodes of Euphoria, but I don't know if I, I mean, maybe I say it in the Euphoria episode, if I pieced together that that was the same dude. And I had heard about Saltburn. I hadn't seen it since we decided to do this. I just, I'd heard the name Jacob Elordi, and I saw this New York Mag article, the headline's something like, is Jacob Elordi too tall to be a Hollywood star? Which is definitely a a, spite, a, a a clickbait headline. So I just knew this was a guy, but I didn't really know anything about him. I hadn't, I don't think I knew offhand that he was in Saltburn. I don't think I made the connection he was the Euphoria guy. But, you know, I read the article. I'm like, all right, this guy's something. He's on the cover of GQ. Uh, is he man of the year? The head, I don't know. The headline is how Jacob Elordi became the new king. I mean, come on. Like, they're definitely building him up. And I read that article. Um, yeah, I knew very little about him. But, you know, going back in my memory, I thought he played a really... He, he's the he's basically the villain of Euphoria. He's the... Without being excessively two-dimensional, he's a pretty, you know, wicked, devilish villain. I mean, teenager in Euphoria. So I thought he was good there. And then I heard so much about Saltburn. Saltburn's shocking. So I'm like, all right, well, this movie might have something. And I liked Promising Young Woman. I thought it had some issues, but it was, hey, one of the best movies I've ever watched on a plane. That's my memory of Promising Young Woman. So I was interested in watching Saltburn and I watched it and I thought it was pretty good. thought it had some problems, but I thought Alordi was very... I don't know. You told me you disagree. Sorry to, to to spoiler alert. I thought he was he gave a very good performance. Um, you know, I guess say Euphoria, good villain without being too dimensional. Um, the problems with Saltburn had nothing to do with his performance. I thought his character is very well sketched out, and he did a good job with it. So he's definitely being held up as a star now. By the way, a a project he has two projects in the works that are interesting. He's doing a movie with your boy Paul Schrader. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, it's in. It's almost in the can, I think. Yeah, 
Right. So uh, he plays a young Richard Gere in this movie, who's, which is interesting. Richard Gere is like, yeah, a full f- foot shorter than him. Right. In real right. Life. And, yeah. you know, I mean, the dude's 6'5". And then um, he is working with Guillermo del Toro. Have you heard about this? I have, yes. A movie, a new adaptation of Mary, Mary Shelley book, Frankenstein. And he is playing the monster. Not Frankenstein. Frankenstein. The monster. Yeah. I am pedantic about that. Which is good because he's six feet five inches tall. He's playing Drag- um, Dracula's monster to be pedantic. He's playing Drag- He's playing Abbott and Costello's monster. Um, but I got to tell you, I I think this guy's a star. I think he has it. I think he's got that thing. He, you know, good actor. He is a beautiful man. I mean the the GQ article about uh, was by this uh, writer Gabriella Paella. I'm sure. I'm Not going to work here Paella. anymore anyway. Yeah. <laughs> she says his jawline belongs in the jawline hall of fame i mean i say he's a beautiful man like i don't know definitely i see why women are into him i mean his character in in um saltburn is plays it up i mean the tall thing helps too you know women like tall guys right um but i think he's got it he's cute he's talented <laughs> he beat up an unsympathetic media figure right and and look there's yeah, that, a long that tradition points in your book <laughs> Well, not my book, but the general public book. And of course, there's a there's a long Hollywood tradition of rakish, you know, magnetic leading men like pushing around paparazzi. Um, he has some quote um, in um, in the GQ article, like one thing he doesn't like about being a star is paparazzi. And he says, that's one thing I don't have a kind of correct statement about. Fuck those guys. Really, fuck those guys. I mean, maybe maybe he's... Maybe that's a contrived statement and not honestly how he feels, but hey, you know, that, I mean, I think back when we were kids, Sean Penn, like Sean Penn was popped into the A-list because he was punching paparazzi, right? Um, He is a little tight-lipped about his romantic life, but apparently he was dating on and off this woman named Olivia Jade. You know who Olivia Jade is? I don't think I do, actually. Olivia Jade is the daughter of Lori Laughlin, the one who the scandal, they faked that she was a championship rower and they paid off all this stuff. And she's an influencer. So when I read about her, she's worthless. She's garbage. Like no contrition about the the scandal, dropped out of school and goes back to, you know, and now she just an influencer and is, you know, becoming a fashion designer. You know, fuck these people, right? So, okay, you want to be a star? You know, date shallow, horrible women. I mean, unfortunately, that's Hollywood encourages that and it's leading that. Um, and he loves dogs. Talks a lot about how he loves dogs. In every interview, he's petting dogs on the street. Uh, so, you know, again, not my thing, but um, hey, you know, that's what gets people. So I think he's a talented guy. I think he's got star power, which too many celebrities now don't have. Uh, you know, Australian, that's always, that's always a hook. By the way, speaking of Australian... Do you know he was in a movie where he played Paul Hogan's son? Oh, right. Yeah, that was one of it's his a, um, unseen ta- uh, credits along the way. Right. Yeah. It was like a faux. It's called like paging or calling Mr. Dundee. And it's a movie in which Paul Hogan plays himself playing upon his role as Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> I think this guy sucks. I don't think it's any secret that this is exactly the kind of guy I would not like. <laughs> Uh, when I saw him on Euphoria, but I could tell instantly that Lordy was an Anglophone actor fudging a really awful Yank accent. Um, and I thought, you know, it's like his, his acting was so lifeless and somber, you know, it lacked the spark of life that, you know, like his, his uh, castmates Zendaya and like Sidney Sweeney, for example, were, were bringing to the role. 
And, you know, seeing him in other things just clinched the impression, owing to stiff performances in, you know, gigantic productions like Deep Water for Adrian Lyne, the aforementioned Saltburn, which I'll, I'll, I'll disagree with you because I thought Saltburn, um, he gets absolutely deleted from the movie, uh, from the camera's memory chips, as if it just, like, pressed, uh, you know, through the settings to, to, to avoid all the footage by Barry Keoghan, who just does something completely different. Talk about making a movie for the benefit of one man. Barry Keoghan does it. You know, he's a clinic in that I movie. mean, Barry Keoghan's the lead, and, and Jacob Elordi's the supporting character. Yeah, but he doesn't. Foil, he doesn't, as it were. He doesn't match up, you know. So the, the, the you know the vulture piece is, is good because that's you sent it to me and 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 a, a friend of the show Nick Nadell also put it out there saying oh maybe you should talk about Jacob Lordy as a thing, and the, the piece was called like you said is Jacob Lordy too tall to be a star? It was subheaded, the six foot five heartthrob appears to be breaking Hollywood's height barrier uh, by a guy named Lane Brown who's I guess is a stringer for. Um, for Vulture. I tell you, American culture has has pissed on tall, handsome men for too long. Can't get it's, time. Can't get it. it's, it's time. It's time they push back. Yeah. So, and it's like, it's telling. I think this article really only spoke of his height without really addressing the nature of his, of his, of his acting, which I think is par at best. Um, and, you know, he really just shit the bed on SNL. Um, I mean, it was... Yeah, a, I watched a few sketches. He was not... It was, they I, didn't I, give him good stuff to work I know, with. They did yeah, not give him good I know material. that it's like... There is a thing where the writers really need to accommodate you, and the, the sketches on SNL is anybody who watched them on YouTube the next day saw that that they were all just like women want to jump your bones. You want to get laid. Women want to get laid by you, and you're this sort of unwitting, uh, hard days night you know figure that's running down the street as women are chasing you. And it's like okay, he did. He couldn't even play that without seeming either humbled or muted or something like that. But he mumbled. You know, through the entire show, DOA, and that's a that's a bad sign. I know that some of these guys are their performances are built in the edit room, as Tina Fey once said. But it's like it, it augured poorly for the kind of work that this guy could do in front of an audience. The yeah. difference is that when you see sketch people, when you see people on SNL, when you see someone like Io who understands mm-hmm. the assignment, to use a now old phrase. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> it's back you know, now, though. It's back. Brought it back. I brought it back. Brought it back. <laughs> um, well, she understands what she's supposed to do and what sketch requires. And then yeah. you compare to not, well, not name names, but you see people who come in who have only ever done film, whose right. performances are built in the edit room, right. who have no internal sense of pacing or even energy. Yeah. yeah. And you, and oh! Fuck up a show. Why is Jacob Alordi having a moment, as the kids say? Well, my friend, I think that the simplicity of it, it, it bears repeating. I think it's absolutely true because sometimes we don't talk about things that are this simple along the way. It, it is sometimes the pipe is, in fact, a pipe. Like the painting uh, tries to lie to us about what it is or isn't. So he's a massive meat sculpture of a thing. He occupies much <laughs> of the frame when you shoot him with a camera. He's, his abnormally gorgeous Australian features put him in the top... One percent of one percent of beautiful people, which I think it pretty much augurs a path through feature and serious filmmaking without ever having to prove yourself to a point if you don't want to. You know, it should be noted that all the heat surrounding his career comes from um, a lot of straight women and gay men who are ogling him. You know, and I, which I, I, I think it's appropriate. I think that's fair play turnabout for all the sexy women so far who've been turned to cinema stars on account of you know the the the, the gaze of the camera be it on their bus line or their propensity for on-screen nudity. Um, I don't have a problem with a gigantic 
massive meat man totem pole sculpture being objectified and he does that's that's the point you mentioned before is that the the kissing booth does he really the kissing booth things i think he had a problem with and not only did he say that that was uh, insufficient material but in a way it turned him into a sex object where in his early to mid-20s he wasn't happy being put there because you know as you read in his bio he obje- you know he loves brando and he loves christian bale there's this whole line of oh, and those guys were never those guys got no success because well, of their sex well at least sure. you could say brando came up through the the stanislavski system you know brando and all these guys were methody dudes and like he wants to be known for that whereas like i know he, Daniel Day-Lewis was objectified even after My Left Foot in spite of playing a spastic character the whole time because he's, he's inherently sexy. There's something about him as a man. The skill is one thing and the skill makes you sexy. And it's not the role of Christy Brown that is sexy. It's the dude. And it's like, you know, I, I get it. And, you know, he's saying these things when he's 23, 24 years old. So I'm not... He's 26. Well, no, they, he said those things back when he was 23 or 24 oh, okay. years old. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is different now because he's in a, you know, he, he lives in Los Angeles and he's broken through. He's on the A-list. So, yeah, I mean, this time the pipe is a pipe, you know? Well, here we go. That's popular because you can see exactly why it's popular. Right. Yeah, he's tall and he's cute. So why wouldn't he be popular? And our society today, we're so jaded and media addled that, you know, we need to be hit over the head with something. So if someone isn't tall and isn't cute, we're not going to see them as as leading man yeah. kind of that's figure. that's a good I mean, point even though that's I'm a good sure, point yeah i know but you could give a thousand counter examples of well, paul, you know what paul newman these days would fall through the cracks as beautiful and as skilled as he is not not true i don't know man i think so there's a lot of newmans out there today. paul newman's eyes in his oh my god he was actually whatever i'm a straight man but if I had to pick between Paul Newman and his pride and Jacob Elordi now, I'd pick Paul Newman. Of course you would, because we're looking back on him. Yes, I hear you. No, uh, those eyes, man. Eyes are... The, yeah, whatever. These eyes. These eyes, those eyes, these eyes. Uh, yeah, no, that's a Canadian song. Um, okay. He's... Maybe it's all contrived, but he is... And I thought this even before I read the GQ article that made this argument hardcore, but that's what GQ does. He is... The new version of the Paul Newman, Steve McQueen, Brando. Uh, they talk about how, first of all, we're just going to d- disagree on this, man. I think he's talented. I mean, maybe he didn't come up through the, you know, studying with Stanislavski like Brando did. And I don't want to, I mean, I, I was telling Bill before he got on, I've recently rewatched the first two Superman movies and listened to a podcast about it. And, you know, those of you know, Marlon Brando has paid a shit ton of money to act for like 10 minutes in the first Superman movie and then a few voiceovers in Superman 2. And he just, he sleepwalks. I mean, he's fine, but like he's reading off cue cards. Like it's just hard to, <laughs> lately true. I'm not in the yeah. mindset of thinking Brando is one of the great actors of all time. Um, Gene Hackman, on the other hand, he nails it in that movie. Of course, Both yes. of those movies. Yeah. Fucking nails it. Talk about talent. Um, so, but he's got this classic star thing. Apparently during the filming of Priscilla, he was kind of doing some methody stuff. He was doing the Elvis voice on set the whole time. Uh, he brings up that GQ article that is uh, reading a 1957 article in the New Yorker by Truman Capote, a profile of Marlon Brando. I mean, could you get more Hollywood fetishing than that? And he said about it, that's my favorite piece of writing in the world. Yeah, that, that does it. Yeah, wrap it up. Um, you know, Pissing on the paparazzi. I mean, he's he's playing the the classic Hollywood role of the rakish, sexy, slightly rebellious, intense guy that all those 
men harken back to. And I feel like we didn't, you know, we hear about that, but like the stars of our childhood, you know, they were Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Cruise and those guys didn't quite fill that role. They didn't quite play that character. And there's a part of me that, I mean, partly because I, I got sick of Schwarzenegger and I've always hated Tom Cruise. I mean, I'm sure there are counterexamples I love, but like he's, he's digging into that in a way that seems, eh, you know, nothing's natural in Hollywood, but natural enough. Right. But I think he does put a modern spin on it. Um, the, the, the loving animal thing is, you know, he's got a sensitive side. There's a quote uh, from the GQ article from the woman who plays Priscilla in that movie, Callie Spaney. Am I pronouncing that right? I believe so, yes. Okay, Callie. You know, they they hung around a lot on the set. And the first day they sort of worked together just to bond, they went horseback riding together. Because Alordi had heard that Elvis and Priscilla liked to go horseback riding together. So, so Callie Spaney says, he was bonding with the horses. He's a real animal man. There was a story that he told me one time where he caught a hawk with his bare hands that flew into his apartment and he had a spiritual moment with a hawk. I'm like, only you, Jacob. I mean, it could be 90% bullshit, but hey, and you know, he's Hollywood he star. Fed, his job is to he bullshit. He fed me a handful of amphetamines after that. <laughs> uh, another thing is he is, uh, again, the modern spin. He's been known to walk around with handbags. He likes carrying designer handbags. I'm not saying this guy's becoming an icon of, you know, non-binary or anything, but like, you know, try to find a Hollywood star doing that in earlier times. He's 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 at least showing a modern version of a sensitive, not toxic, masculine, but not toxic masculine side that I think is appealing to a lot of people who 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 care about and and, and you know stand for Hollywood stars. So, you know, he's got the he's got the right ingredients and he knows how to play the game. Well, uh, you might know me from Saltburn, uh, not from C. <laughs> Not from seeing the film, uh, just from seeing the TikToks. Noah, look through the Tarnoscope and tell me if, when you were as a kid, you would have vied with somebody like Jacob Elordi. No way. The jealousy would overwhelm me. I mean, the guy was hey, born... Don't, don't tip your was, hand for a, a segment yet to cover, right? right? But the, the guy was born the month we graduated college, dude. And I can almost guarantee you that he has, you know, been with more women than both of us combined five times over. More than, um, more than me combined. <laughs> more than you combined. Uh, that's impossible. Um, <laughs> you're just riddled with venereal disease. Everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> riddle me this, Batman. Yeah, riddle me this. Do I have syphilis? Um, you know, one thing I talk about a lot on this is like, part of me is so thanking God that I was born when I was born because I'm just so afraid if I were young now, I'd, I'd be tempted by the, those horrible people on the internet. And I can just see me like, using this guy as an example of the sour grapes like oh he's so cute and girls like him but he sucks you know so i i think you know god willing i just would have not cared ignored him i don't see any world in which i embraced him but you know who knows i will say that speaking of that you know the sour grapes thing like one of these things we're seeing now with the idiotic right-wing backlash to taylor swift and um travis kelsey is like i give it five minutes till there's some right-wing conspiracy that jacob alordi is you know terrible or if not conspiracy that you know real men aren't like this real men raise families like okay thrice divorce cheating on your wife god um so yeah there's no world in which i would be a young i don't know maybe i can't imagine a world in which i'd be a young man you know loving all that is a lordian 
Well, look, man, I, I know what kind of actor I vibed with when we were kids, you know. And, and Charlie Callis. Charlie Callis, the typical, you know. Uh, <laughs> Every yeah. kid loves. Jimmy Durante, Charlie Callis, Jonathan Winters, you know, the kind of kids love. Jonathan these. Winters was funny. He was, he was funny. Was but look, like the heroes that, you know, we, we idolized when we were kids, they were creatures of absolute charisma. They were guys like Burt Reynolds, you know, Jack Nicholson. Oh. Bill, Sh- come on, man! You gotta just relent Burt on this. Reynolds, Burt Burt Reynolds, kind of sucks. No, he did not suck. Shatner, Eddie Murphy, John Travolta, for Christ's sake! You know, before John Travolta was some weird gay Jim pickup guy. Sh- you know what I'm saying? Shatner was a bad actor who skated by on, on cult charisma. favoritism and then irony. Charisma, charisma, might ass. Believe it. Here's the thing. Could could Jacob Elordi have driven a Trans Am in front of Jerry Reed's beer pack semi truck? I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? Look, we abandoned charisma. But do you know I used to get Burt Reynolds and um, Tom Selleck mixed up as a kid? I thought they were the same guy. No, okay. I, I, I thought Burt Reynolds was Magnum P.I. I can't let that go. Isn't that Look, funny? We, uh, in contrary to what you're <laughs> saying about this, I think we abandoned true charisma in favor of cheekbones and baby faces. And uh, casting never looked but, back. But, but guys like Brando and all those guys, they had those looks. No, we look back. That's They're gone. We don't have it. We don't have those things. We don't have charisma. We don't have real actorly charisma going and you, forward. So you're saying Alordi's got no charisma. No. All he has is looks. And you're naked a lot. How does that yeah. feel? Is that something when they... When they write you into the script, do they say, hey, how do you feel about being naked? Or you just all of a sudden are surprised, like, oh, I have to be naked? You kind of, you, you have no choice. Right. You know? It's like every scene is like, he sleeps with this person. He does this with this person naked. But it's like, it gets to the point, I've done some movies where it gets to the point where it's like, he goes to the mall shirtless. Is the, we are now living in the Allordopolis. The Allordium. The, the Allordium. Yeah. Thank you, the Allordium. The Allordian age. Uh, is any of that a sign? Uh, is this the final age? The, Are we living the in the sign of the apocalypse? Is the Elordian the, the the downfall of man? Well, I, okay, I'm not. The thing is, this man in look at his pictures. I think he is generally a Australian bloke. I don't know what you'd call a guy. From, you know, a good a good gent, an amiable guy from Australia. I think that right. they they're, speak English, so you could call him a man. Uh, no, he wouldn't understand what I'm talking about because that's an Anglo-Saxon uh, affectation. Yeah, whatever they would say in that cursed penal colony. I think he's actually a good. I think he's a good person. He seems very human. There's something about uh, him that seems bolted to the earth, which is which is great. I think I'm not going to comment on him as a man. I'm talking about him as a performer. But in terms of him affecting the feature in serious space, yes, I do think there is actually signing apocalypse because Lordy is part of the scouring force, which has laid ways to casting mores. This is what I care about: the casting mores as they used to exist. When in the old days, a guy like Steve Gutenberg could briefly have been made. Listen, stay with me here. Steve Gutenberg could be made a leading man. Henry Winkler. I mean, all right, maybe that's not a good example. Maybe I mean Michael Keaton. Yeah. Was Steve Gutenberg a leading man of anything other than the Police Academy? Yes. Movie? Oh, yes. Many movies. Steve Gutenberg was three men and a baby. He was in a movie called Oh Fuck with the Isabel Huppert. That was a murder mystery set in Baltimore in 1987. Really? Yeah. He wasn't great mm-hmm. in it, but he was cast as a bunch of. He had a bunch of leading man roles along the way. Yeah. Um, was a French director. On top of that, the thing is, is that. Casting mores used to exist in one way, and Jacob Lordy has gotten famous because, unfortunately, you need to be 6'5". You need to be this this abnormally huge Australian leading man to kind of push your way to the front of the pack. So that's the I thing. I mean, is that true? Who yes. are the other leading men these days? How tall are they? Uh, are the no, no. The, the thing on. is, he, I don't even know. Anymore. He has 
the height in his favor. But the other guys yes. have this have this ridiculous baby faced perpetual beauty that they, they're these unrealistic looking men whether they're tall or not but i'm saying it's like six five i dare you not to cast a handsome man at six five these days these days i mean that thing but is he too tall to be a movie star that's argue bull, that's that bullshit. used to have to be shorter to match up with the actresses that's, that's and, the old days that, yeah that's they won't do that because yeah. you know in the old days a guy looked like tim robbins who tim robbins is a human looking man Tim Robbins is someone yes. who could have conceivably been a guy that... He's not incredibly beautiful man. He's not a incredibly beautiful man. He was just a good actor. And he was tall. And that took away from him. It's like, this guy is abnormally handsome. And he's tall yes. on top of it. He's... He's, yes, and the he thing, can't be, but he can't be ignored on a but visual this, level. This is here's the problem: is that this is what gets you in every man role. This is what gets you into a position of just sort of being an average American person. You're, a, but he's not in these movies. He doesn't play an every man. And he plays in Euphoria. He plays somebody who. And you, he's not an everyman. He's the he's the he's the I, he's the football star. He's well, the guy who all these girls want to be with, even though and, he treats them like and shit. And the girls are Zendaya and Sydney Sweeney. My point is, is that look. Yeah, he, they're into him. He's not the average Joe at school. He's not the nice guy, guy that the girls all overlook. He's a ten. He's preposterously muscled. Yes, he's got. He, and he plays the preposterously right. muscled he's got, ten. Look, like he's, he's got he's, he's got an online. And then he's gonna play fucking Frankenstein. Give me a. He's point. got an online face of, of, a, of yes. a Tom Holland or a Zac Efron. So those guys are Smurfs. And the thing is, it's like, again, we didn't talk about the wrestling movie that Zac Efron did, but it's like he's single. Which you hated I with a passion. I fucking hated it, and I will speak out sentence. on, uh, what is it called? The White Claw? Whatever it is. I, I, yeah. I don't see the apocalypse here, partly because I do think he's talented. This is a step up. Whatever. We're, we're at a loggerheads here. The only apocalyptic thing I see here, I guess I agree with you 10%, which is you know, I fear for a world in which, you know, the fact that tall used to be a disadvantage. I mean, there are reasons for that. Some of it is, you know, the rise of CGI and post-production means like it doesn't matter as much if you physically match up with your co-star. It doesn't, you don't have to physically fit on the set, which used to actually be an issue. Uh, so I do, like I said earlier, you know, oh, we're all so jaded that we need to be, everything needs to be shoved in our faces. So like, it needs to be a tall guy because otherwise we just won't see him. Or like, you know, there's this primal, oh, the taller candidate wins the presidential election almost every time or whatever. And women, you know, are more attracted to tall men. I mean, there is almost a primal advantage that tall men have. And if Hollywood is yet another thing that like, we can't believe a guy is a hero or a star or whatever, unless he is tall. G'day, uh, I'm Jacob Elordi. And today I'm going to be teaching you some Australian slang. Now, now, my dear friend, uh, as I cup the side of your face and look into your eyes, can you please tell me what is it about Jacob Lord that, that what possibly would elicit uh, jealousy in you in this short, ugly man? Am I jealous of Jacob Lordy? Oh, yes. Yes, I am jealous. Yes. If life is a cake, if my if my soul is a cake. The jealousy I have for Jacob Elordi is a rich, sugary frosting that I spread lovingly on uh, on, on every fold of that. I, th moist, I thought you were going to uh, say a fondant, dessert. but I'll, I'll take icing. A yeah. fondant, yeah. yes, if you'd like it. A uh, a ganache, as it were. <laughs> I mean, what is there not to be jealous of? He's tall. He's handsome. He's confident. He's Australian. Women are all over him. Uh, he seems to be getting good roles. Uh, and another thing is funny, one of the SNL sketches I watched, and I, I'm going to reference it even though it was like unbearably unfunny, 
it was almost this meta sketch making fun of how he seems to have coasted into success. Basically, there's an acting class and they're like, let's welcome this successful. And it, they don't, I mean, it's a Lordy playing someone with another name. And they're like, oh, I've been auditioning for five years. Like, what's this word audition? And he basically says, I got discovered in the airport when I arrived in LA. You know, playing this joke that like, when you look like what he looks like, you coast in success. You don't have to audition. You don't get rejected. The privilege of the pretty, sure. Pretty privilege, which is a real thing. Uh, some of my trans friends, they talk about that. That's kind of, it's a, it's 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 got a different valence for them, but uh, interesting to think about. Good use of that term. Um, yeah. yeah. So he seems to have coasted in success. I mean, he's early in his, I mean, he'll mock the kissing booth, but wow, what a plum role for a young man, right? Um, I mean, I'm sure that, that got him off the friend's couches and got him into a good apartment. And then, of course, he gets to do Saltburn, which is, uh, say what you want about the quality, it's a hit, it's provocative, it gets people talking, that's a win. Gets to host SNL. I mean, that was like my number one dream when I was 16. Um, he uh, Now he's going to play fucking Frankenstein, work with Paul Schrader. I mean, he's on the cover of GQ. I mean, what is there not to be jealous of? And yeah, I don't know his life, but it kind of sounds like he he didn't have to didn't have to put as much sweat into it as a lot of other people. I was gonna, I was gonna say sweat. Yes, that's true. I, I'm gonna judge here. I mean, I am, I'm one one hundredth the success of Jacob Elordi, or maybe if I'm being kind, one twentieth the success of Jacob Elordi. And I would argue, you know, apart from being twenty years older, twenty two years older, uh, I, uh, I have worked a lot harder than he has. But I don't know. Whatever. And jealousy is not a fully logical emotion. So I'm absolutely jealous of this dude. Uh, it would be crazy if neither of us were jealous. You know. But here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm conflicted because I like I wish people that looked at me for the same pulchritudinous reasons. You know, you, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, too. Like, yeah. can you imagine? I know. But that's the thing is like, you know, the, the only human here. He's he also has this awareness that women are undressing him with his eyes and. Even, even what did you say? The guy's only 20, 20 years old. Twenty six. Twenty six. He's somehow aware of this, and it's it's something that he's or he at least he claims to be. You know, he's digging his heels in again. So, you know, I, I get mean, it. I, I come come on, boohoo. I mean, right. Yeah. Well, it's like at least he's aware of it. Say what you want. Here's the thing, though, is that I I I when I watch his movies and I watch his TV shows, I wouldn't want to be known for this. So what I judge as being the somnolent performances that he's been hired to deliver. I just don't, man. I just. I feel like we're watching different shows. Are we talking about the same actor here? Yeah, we're talking about uh, uh, Dean Kane, right? That's what we're talking about? <laughs> Dean Cain. But what about the, the final aspect of this show is the Felonian scale, XYZ axis uh, of everything. What, yeah. where, where do you rank this guy? Because I think I got a is honey. There an, is, can we make, I just, I wish I could think of another Jacob that we can make fun of. Who's another actor named Jacob? Like really uh, Jacob 6'9"? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there was an opportunity for a really good joke there. I didn't do it. No, both of us didn't get it. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, the Felonian scale. So, so it's been a while since we've looked at an actor. The only one I can think of is Aubrey Plaza. Am I right? Uh, yeah, geez, that was like three, four, or five years ago at this point. At least, yeah. 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 So I thought of Aubrey Plaza, and then you know you need to masculinify her. Uh, so I multiplied her by John Mulaney, who is an actor, but we we're looking more at his stand-up. I, I liked Aubrey Plaza fine. I don't see a big deal about her. John Mulaney, I think, has got something, but I'm mostly like, meh. So Aubrey Plaza times John Mulaney. So now we're pretty high, and I'm not that crazy about Jacob Elordi. So minus, for whatever reason, I went with Kabi Lame, the TikTok guy. Yeah, the TikTok guy, sure. Right, who's fine, but like, big fucking deal. Still the biggest star of our epoch. Is he still the number one most followed person? He he overtook 
Charlie D'Amelio, because I ask that as a trivia question sometimes, and I or like put them in order the most followed people on TikTok when I do an event for young people. Yeah. So no, he, I think right, so, Eli Wallach is now the most famous. Eli Wallach is number one, and then George Sanders in an Auto Preminger because nothing's bigger on TikTok. Herbert Herbert Marshall, like Mr. Herbert Freeze on the 1966 yeah. <laughs> uh, Batman series. <laughs> David, uh, right, David so Niven's up there somewhere, too. Aubrey Plaza times John Mulaney minus Kabe Lame plus 4.812. And that's where you find Bill Scurry's all-time favorite movie star, Jacob Aloysius Patrick Alordi Eighth. But, you know, you augured this, and I'm, I feel like I'm going to uh, make your first dreams come true, Noah, because my uh, uh, comp on this in the fallopian scale is Lana Del Rey. Let me, uh, let me explain but, oh, to you. Really? Let me explain Who's to worse? Because you. you hated her. You hated her. Uh, I still I still do not like her music. I feel like it is complete mm-hmm. gloss because I just have not yeah. freshened. I don't like it either. Yeah. So the thing is, she's she uh, he and she are both fetish objects with so few layers, so little depth. Yet two personalities who are going to make a lucrative killing beyond being turned yes. into cults by straight women and gay men. She, she, but she's playing a character. Uh, yeah, well. I mean, I guess he is. At this point, she's almost 40 herself. She's almost 50, you know what I'm saying? She's almost 80. Well, who would you rather have naked sexy time with? Lana Del Rey or Jacob Lord? Me personally? I, by the way, I hate when I, I'm sorry I said that. I hate when people say me personally, as opposed to me, me, <laughs> me imp- myself personally, me impersonally, I? me objectively, yeah. me impersonally, <laughs> me, me, uh, yeah, empirically, what? Me coldly, me, me Superman, me Bizarro, say this. <laughs> <laughs> that, me fail English? That impossible. That's impossible. Uh, no, I know Lana Del Rey simply because you're a you're a straight man. You're the devil. But. Uh, generally, yeah. I, you despise them both, but they're both beautiful people. Right? Uh-huh. All, right. All right, Bill. So Jacob Alordi, are you? Here's my question: Are you scared? Of, like, will you not see the Paul Schrader movie? Will you not see the Guillermo del Toro Frankenstein because you feel it will be poisoned by the bitter root that is Alordium infestium? Alordium two eighty nine, an isotope made yeah. in a lab in uh, yeah. California, Lawrence Livermore Laboratory. Uh, I have two. There's two different snake bites with both of those projects. I don't like Del Toro movies, and uh, I, I think Paul Schrader also has a, a, a inherent dysfunction that him. It's not his casting that necessarily kills those movies. It's it's another aspect of it. But that's again, we can we can burn those bridges down. Could line. be as good as hardcore. Remember. Uh, my favorite is actually um, the Union movie, um, Blue Collar. That's his, that's his best, I think, along the way. Okay. Also a good uh, uh, Backman Turner Overtime. That's true. All right. Anyway, if you, if you would like everybody to go, you want to hear more of this? If this hasn't sated your uh, hunger for more, us prattling on at each other, over talking, there are episodes. If you want, if you're curious, you will find them on Apple Podcasts. You'll find them on SoundClay. Sound Clay. Sound Cloud Google Sound Clay. Clay. I'm, I'm Portmanteau. It only has tracks of Andrew Dice Clay uh, standing bits from the I'm Natalie Portmanteauing these two words together. That's my yes. problem. So Very good. You want to tweet to us at uh, Noah and Bill Show and uh, on Gmail, as always, we're available on Noah and Bill Don't Get It at. Uh, give us a review on the aggregators, as everybody says at the end of every podcast. It helps uh, drive the algorithm, that sort of thing. And I personally am available on, I'm impersonally, me personally, I'm available at William Scurry on. Twitter and uh, Insta and all these things, Blue Sky, so on and so forth. YouTube.com slash Caesar. You'll see the video stuff I've made up. And uh, Noah is also in some of the same haunts and redoubts that I'm to be found. Sometimes I post on Instagram at the Noah Tarno, but mainly 
Uh, check out uh, the Big Quiz Thing, bigquizthing.com, America's premier providers of corporate and private live trivia entertainment nationwide, worldwide, virtual, in-person, hybrid, you name it. Uh, Bill, this week, we accumulate, you know the kind of nerd I am, we accumulate our 32nd state. You know how I want the Big Quiz Thing to be performed in every state? Is this Guam? Are you really find you crossing over to Guam this time? No, actually, this is perhaps, perhaps the most populous state we have yet to perform in and ironically the state that my father hails from michigan arkansas oh yeah michigan Michigan. that's what i meant yeah we have an event in detroit on thursday wow i won't be there but it is in detroit it'll be be quizzing did did you guys get marsha uh, Marsha mathers to be the host of the gig no we did not get eminem to be there but that that big eminem quiz thing would be fun so if you were in one of the remaining everyone but especially if you're in one of the remaining 18 states you know uh Especially Hawaii, because I want to... Check the Wikipedia for which which states those are, by the way. Yeah, the Wikipedia, sure. Uh, go to BigQuizThing.com, check us out, inquire today for a customized proposal, and uh, learn how to make all your trivia dreams come true. All right, everybody. So until the next episode, we find out that Jacob Lordy and Lana Del Rey have been cast in the Noah and Bill story, and we'll let you decide who plays which role. We, we don't, don't get, get it. it. An American Caesar Enterprises production 2024.